It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more. Now, now. here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. It's a new year, and the guest list has been incredible. The first two weeks, we're off the charts. Now, I just got back from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, home of the football champion Georgia Bulldogs. Home of the Atlanta Hawks, who I got to see against the Milwaukee Bucks. And my son, Preston John Michael Adams, who filled in for a couple of weeks here as our guest host. We said, when we were at the game, we said, you know what? Let's count how many times Giannis goes to the free throw line, and we're going to see if he takes 10 seconds. I called Micah Frankel immediately. I said, Micah, I don't know if he took 10, 11, or 12. It doesn't matter. Because the Bucks beat the Hawks that night in front of a sold-out crowd. Now I'm back, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Right? And I said, let's get a guest in here, local boxer, who was a local athlete, number one. And prior to getting to him here shortly, I do want to say this, as Micah Frankel's next to me. We're at the BKFC press conference yesterday, and of course, Micah has credentials all over the world now, and Micah decides to ask a few questions, but Micah, what intrigued me more so than anything, even after the fireworks of the main event where a stage gets disrupted, was the fact that Austin Trout and Diego Sanchez are going to fight in a bare-knuckles fight. Austin Trout, Diego Sanchez. This is the I-25 rivalry taken to another level. This is going to be intense. Both guys have these major expectations of what they're not just going to do in this fight, but with a bare-knuckle career. So talk about a fight that's a pivotal springboard to set a tempo, to set a tone for what both of these individuals want to do going forward. Local legends, this is the biggest fight that we've had in this state since Danny Johnny when you're talking about two local heroes. A UFC legend, a boxing world champion, this is definitely the biggest crossover fight that Bare Knuckle has ever seen definitely overshadows Lobob Bob Malinaji. What I will say is this. It's a great fight. Austin Trout, my guy, shout out to Austin. Shout out Diego, my guy. But at the end of the day, this ain't Johnny Danny. There's no reminiscent of it at all. There is a somewhat rivalry, but there wasn't the rivalry of Johnny Danny. There wasn't the magnitude of what took place during that time, but it is a great fight. Shout out to both of them. Biggest I, fight since then, though. Biggest I, fight. I don't want to say that either because the biggest fight since then, when I think about it, home beating Rousey, home beating Rousey. No, I'm saying here locally You're saying to fill locally? up or an arena to have that kind of tempo to be two local fighters. You got two so New from, Mexicans. So from a sold out crowd, I can see it, but from the magnitude of what was taking place, not the same. Just because Johnny Danny will go down in history as the biggest New Mexico, I don't even want to call it a rivalry. You, you think about how they came up together since they were little. Danny's dad trained them in the very beginning. I mean, there's too many storylines to where it got to that this doesn't have that same storyline of Johnny Danny. Big fight, yes. Crossover fight, yes. Two great guys, yes. But not the magnitude of Johnny Danny. 
I've had more random people, well, not come up to me, but just that I've heard in establishments talking about that fight than I've heard anyone else talking about. Maybe home Rousey, but that one was at a fever pitch 10 days out, two weeks out. This is four and a half, five weeks out. The minute the poster drops, the fact that this actually became reality, I think it's hit a different level that was reminiscent of that. But I can understand where you're coming from. Well, let's get to our guest because his uncle, who's a good friend of mine, John Madrid, gives me a call. He says, hey, my nephew can box. And John's been around the boxing game for a long time. Good friend of Johnny's. Good friend of Keith Jardine. Good friend of all the fighters. If anybody knows fighters, it's John. He's also the nephew to Eddie Madrid, tough guy, right? Yeah, you know, you know Eddie, you know John. Shout out Eddie and John. Yes, sir. And they said, "Hey, my nephew is legit, man. His name's Xavier Madrid. He's a guest inside the ESPN 101.7 Studios. Welcome to the show, buddy." Hey, thank you for having me, Mike. Now let's go with this journey. And and Michael Frank called me and he said, "Mike, he's had some impressive wins." But before we even get to the boxing, let's talk about this. You played at St. Pius High School two sports. Yes, Did sir. you do three or was three it two? Sports. I played three sports until senior year. I thought I was Emmett Smith, so I, I got to put the basketball down so I can focus on football and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, three-sport athlete through so, high school. So you're playing football and hoops. Yes, sir, football, basketball, track. And track. And at this point, no boxing gloves on no, your hands. not even a thought of that. No, sir. So, so then you go to the University of New Mexico. Yes, sir. And you walk on the football team. Uh-huh. And then you're offered a scholarship. Who's coaching at the time? Yes, sir. So, so I was recruited by uh, by the Loxley crew, um, and that that was one of the best recruiting classes that they'd had, you know, in a long time. So I was a preferred walk on then. Uh, they had told me, you know, come in and we'll see how you do. We'll give you a scholarship in the spring. Blah blah blah. Um, they brought me in in the summertime, and they they you need to be in school to be participating, you know. And so last minute they threw me in a math class for the summer, you know. So I'm in there, 17 year old kid, first time out of the house, uh, living large, kind of, you know, kicking it with the football guys. And I thought I was the man, so I let my schooling kind of fall behind. So I end up that fall, the day actually we were leaving to training camp. Coach Locks called me up to his office. Hey man, you uh your 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 transcript came in. You got a D in math class. Uh, you're ineligible. So he said, I'm I'm leaving you here. I have no reason to take you with me if we can't use you. So mm. I actually got kicked off the team right away that first summer um, for the Loxley era. Um, I had to wait. It took me almost two semesters to get back on track. You know, again, knucklehead little kid on his own. So uh, I figured it out, got back in the fall, I believe, of 2011. Um, did like three weeks there with, with Coach Locks, and then boom, he got fired. So then we finished that season out, and in comes Bob Davey. And after that spring was when I got a scholarship with Bob Davey. So. Xavier Madrid's our guest, ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team, Mike Adams, 2.0. So football toughened you up. Yes, sir. What position did you play? I was a running back in, in college, yes, sir. So, so playing that position, you know, every running back I've talked to, the one thing they've all told me is they know they're going to get tackled at some point. Oh, yeah. Right? Most definitely. So at what point now, so you're running back at the University of New Mexico. Yes, sir. At what point do you put the gloves on or start training to say, hey, look, I just want to stay in shape at this point? Right. Or do you wait till college is over? It was afterward. It was after the whole fact. So I had I had played four and a half years over there. Um, I actually ended up leaving training camp in Rio Doso. We were, uh, we were down there, and I was at the end of a line of eight running backs, you know what I mean? And then... Um, I had kind of just 
came to the realization that no matter what I did in training camp, that I wasn't going to play. You know, I never was going to get my opportunity. So my son was six months old at the time, and I said, you know, I don't need to be out here standing around during training camp. So I came home um, with the intention of continuing to train and trying out for a Canadian League football team. Um, that was sort of an ambition of mine as a youngster, you know, but things change. Um, and then it happened that the gym that I was working at, the guy there was a was a Muay Thai boxer. So I started doing some Muay Thai training. Just and what gym is that fun. at the time? Uh, way back then, it was called UCT Fitness. Okay. Uh, the gentleman that owns it, Vicente Alvarado, I think they're still down there, man. And um, so what's happening to Mr. Vicente? I hope everything's going well, sir. Um, and shout out, Vicente, schoolmate of mine, Del Norte High School. Oh, no, shout out, Del Norte. So that, but go there ahead. There you go. There you go. So um, we started the Muay Thai thing, and I, I – from all the years of football, you know, actually at, at the university, the first couple seasons, they said, hey, well, we love the way you move the ball. We love the way you run and you're quick and you're agile. I said, but, but you're a liability in pass protection. We need you to gain some weight so you can pass protect. Okay, so boom, I put on like 25, 30 pounds that summer, uh, came back, was blocking my ass off as much as a, a five foot seven hundred and eighty five pound running back could do, you know what I mean? And, uh, oh, well, you're blocking real well, man, but you don't move like you used to. So then, you know, it was just that was kind of whole part of the whole UNM thing. But anyway, so from all those years of, of lifting heavy weights and doing all those kind of things, my hips weren't allowing me to kick very well. So Muay Thai wasn't really for me, but we just I could punch pretty well. So he said, we'll just keep you boxing. Um, and then I think it was a month, two months later, after the, the first couple of weeks of boxing that I had my first amateur fight at 185 pounds. So 185, 185 pounds, pounds, amateur fights. What what did it feel like when you first time you walk into the ring as an amateur? Uh, it was exciting, man. But but and I tell all of our fighters is now the, your first fight is the worst day of your life. Pretty much, you're gonna feel more tired than you ever felt before. You get in there, the bell rings. It's just you and another guy and the ref, and boom, your your legs are gone. You know, just the nerves, the excitement, the whatever it is. You throw two, three punches, your gas is empty. You know what I mean? And from there, it's like, who's going to hold on and, and keep on punching, you know? So before we continue the journey of boxing, so you, what was the difference between football training uh-huh. and boxing training? Oh, big difference. Big, What's the big biggest? Uh, stamina. You know, as a football player, especially as I was running backs, you know, I, I used to remember I'm thinking about it, um, the conditioning days. You know, we we would run our little sprints and blah, blah, blah. But the running backs would always be complaining and, and you know, kind of just getting through it, you know, not really thriving, worrying about conditioning as much as now I'm a, I'm a professional fighter, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm up five in the morning running six, eight, ten miles, whatever the case is. You know, back then I wouldn't even have dreamed of running a mile for fun, you know. So it's just a whole different world, man, and it's, yeah, it's different. Xavier right? Madrid's our guest. ESPN 101.7, the team. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to the Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0. So you step in as an amateur. You fight 27, 28 amateur fights? Yes, sir. I think something like that, 26, 25, whatever. And when do you decide, like, how at 26 fights do you decide I'm going to turn pro (laughs) and not do 39 fights or 50 amateur fights? So for me, it was a matter of did I want to take the amateur route and try to compete for the country in the Olympics? Um, at 20, I believe at the time, shoot, I was 27, 28 years old. Um, I thought, you know, that's, it's a young man's game that I'm in. So I thought it, why waste my time 
trying to chase that when I could, you know, go into the professional ranks, which is, you know, it's it's prize fighting at that point. So I, I looked at it as uh, uh, the necessary step for my life. What what was really, let's see, what was more conducive to me leading the life that I want to live, you know what I mean? And so professional boxing was what was for me. First fight, where's it at? Professional? Mm-hmm. It was into the Mountain Gods in Rio Del Sol, the first fight back after all the, the shutdowns and coronavirus madness. And who do you fight? Uh, I fought a gentleman named Miguel Perez, and he uh, he was from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we hadn't really heard much about him. He was a debuter as well. Um, came back through the grapevine that, that the promotion that I fought for, they knew dang well who he was, and, and he wasn't a pushover, you know what I mean? So all things considered, Mr. Mike, it was kind of a setup fight for me to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it to him, and, and now here we are a few months or, shoot, what, a year later, still rolling. Xavier mm-hmm. Madrid's my guest. Mike Adams, 2.0 ESPN, Ooh. 101.7, the team. Now, you're a body puncher. And let me just tell you, when you, when you hit the body, for those people who have ever sparred or professional boxers, when you get a good body shot, it's it's worse than getting hit in the face. Absolutely, you know that, and I know one hundred percent. Yes, sir. Where did you come up with this game plan that I'm gonna get to the body? I think it's it has a lot to do with my frame. You know, at five foot seven, and being a welterweight, you know, I'm I'm every fight I've had, I've been the smaller guy. You know, so the body is always there for me. And again, like you said, it, it does way more damage. So I know that if I can weaken the body, then you know, then then they'll be the ones trying to figure out what the hell they're doing in there. You know what I mean? So it's just it's all part of the process now. That's a big, big part of my game. Christian Castillo, Clinton Chavez, big local prospects that you've already handed losses to. Why did you right away in your career uh, attack these prospects? Go after making a name for yourself. Just that right there. I wanted to make a name for myself. You know, I, I, like we've talked about already, I have a little bit different story than your average boxer, you know, and being advanced in years, as they say, I didn't have time to sit around, you know, and take 20 easy fights and, and wait my turn. You know, I need to go and take what's mine. So the best fights that I can get, that's what I want to take. So Micah brought up, you know, you had one fighter who was trained by Hector Munoz. You had yes, another fighter trained by the Pettis brothers. Uh, who are constantly in the gym, when they gave you those names, do you even think twice or you're just Never. like, give me a name nah, and let's yes. roll? I don't think twice about nothing. It's, let's go. So that leads me into the next question. You're going to be fighting soon. We're just not sure where. There's talks that could be possibilities of next month. There's talks it could be in a different state. Yes, sir. But is it true, because he's been a guest of the show did at one point you get offered a Roberto Duran Jr. fight? I did, yes, sir, I did. It was just last week they called. It's, my uncle said, "Hey, Roberto Duran Jr." I said, "Yes." You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't consider it. Let's do this thing. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, we said yes. Uh, we waited a couple of days to get a contract. Came back from their side that it was too dangerous for them. And so that that's not going to happen, at least not right now. I don't know at what point it won't be too dangerous for them. This is a fighting sport. You know, it's a dangerous game we're in. So I don't know. I was ready for that fight. I was looking forward to that fight. Um, but it's not in the cards, I guess, right now. Xavier Madrid's my guest, professional boxer, former UNM football player, and will be fighting soon. Now, you have this confidence about you. You have a little bit of swagger. 
and I need to know where the swagger was found and when you found <laughs> it. Because I know Eddie and I know John, yes, right? Sir. Yes, is sir. is it swagger and Madrids go together? Uh, it might be, sir. It might be. You know, uh, my my grandfather Tony Madrid. You know, he's he's one of a kind man. You know, built himself up from nothing. Um, nine kids of his own took care of every last one of them. You know what I mean? Set them all up for success. Um, showed an example of what hard work can do for you. You know what I mean? And he's he's not an easy man. He's a hard man. You know, and God rest his soul in heaven. And um, so he was the perfect example for us. And, and growing up, you know, I didn't have a father figure in the home. So my uncles, you know, were the ones who kind of helped me to see the world a little bit, you know, and they weren't easy on us either. So you, you couldn't do nothing but be tough, you know, and that's, that's, uh, it's a blessing when you're young and, and, you know, me constantly getting beat up. All my cousins used to whoop on me and, and I was always the slowest and, and the smallest. And like I said, get just getting punked by everybody. And so, Little by little, you start getting tired of that, and you got to start firing back. And I think that's what happened for me. Michael, you've been covering the sport a long time. He's he's taken any fight that comes his way. When's the last time you've seen where a guy gets in the boxing game late and then says, just give me anybody, I'm ready to go? No, this is a different story, as he said it. Most of the stories are long, amateur careers, getting set up already. And even on the guys that we haven't seen exactly take that prospect route, here locally you see 40, 50, 60 amateur fights. You kind of see guys with this long history in the sport. It's definitely a brave, different trajectory that you've taken in the sport. And I want to go back to that last one, to Clinton Chavez. You get the knockout. What was that night like? Because that's a big moment. Man, that night, it was crazy, Micah, really. Because uh, for the three months before that, you know, we I had gotten kicked out of the gym that I was in. So I was kind of on my own in limbo, not really knowing what was going to go on. So, so not just swagger, but got a little got a little something else to you there, too, right? You got kicked out of the gym for, yeah. for reasons unknown, but go ahead. Yeah, hey, well, that's, yeah, reasons unknown. Right. But, uh, but uh, so... You know, myself and, and another kid who left the gym with me, we were training in the park, my son's school, Inez Elementary School. I don't know if that was allowed or not. We would jump the fence and be training on the basketball court. You know what I mean? And um, Do what you got to. You, you know, we had to. And we got the call for Clinton. And, again, let's do this thing, you know. So we were in the process of looking for a space for the gym. And, and, and we're blessed, man. It worked out perfect timing where we had – I don't know, it was, I think, about six weeks once we got the gym set up. I set my boxing ring up, a couple punching bags, and we were in there doing what we had to do, you know. Um, like I said, it just it worked out all perfectly. And, and that night in particular, you know, um, with the rush camp and, and the limited resources, you know, I did what I could to prepare myself. Um, and the fight, it was crazy, man. The first minute of the fight, you know, I'm, I'm – I got sat down, you know, and I'm looking up thinking, what the hell, you know, this is going to be crazy. And no, not very many people know this. I told Clinton, actually, afterward, I said, as soon as I got up, right, we're, uh, we get back to it, we're fighting, boom, 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 he hits me in the liver. Speaking of body shots, right, boom, knocked the wind out of me. So in my head, I'm like, damn, this is going to be the worst night of my life, you know what I mean? And, but I just decided, forget it, keep pushing forward, do what you do. And yeah, I heard that 10-second count for the second round to be over. I said, let's get one more good shot in and. Boom, that's what did it. Xavier Madrid's our guest. Micah, I don't know if you just heard what I heard. He said he trained on a basketball court. Listen, listen, Micah. He takes a fight, and he's training at a basketball court, Micah. (laughs) 
Do you hear the Rocky music playing? I kind of yeah, hear yeah, it. Do you, I kind of hear it right there. Do you understand? Hey, it's not loading up the steps, but it's hitting pads on the court. But do you yeah. do you understand what the magnitude of this this man's journey? Right? Do you understand the dedication? That, that, that's, that's and hard work, right? which now takes us to you own your own gym. Yes, sir. Let everybody know what gym it is. Uh, Madrid Sports Performance. Um, we're on uh, Manal on the freeway in the, well, I guess, Midtown area. Uh, I, I'm a personal trainer. I work with athletes, youth athletes. That's where I've been doing the last eight years as a personal trainer. Um, my wife teaches yoga in there. I finally started doing some yoga, Mr. Mike. I hope you. Oh, good. Yeah, getting that. loose, yeah, getting she, limber. I got in trouble last interview that I said I didn't do yoga. She said, "What are you thinking about? We own this business. Why would you say that? You know." And so Hannah, I take advantage of the We've been class. doing yoga three times a week, no, and and it's painful. It hurts. I'd rather box ten rounds and do yoga. You wow. Know what I mean, but it's a it's a blessing because it makes you sit down and be still and and work through the issues that you have in your body and your mind, you know what I mean? So yoga's been a big blessing for me. And so she teaches Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. She's a, an excellent teacher, so come get down with us. Madrid Sports Performance. Now I want to take you back to the mental. You, you, you said you got hit with a liver shot, and you're telling yourself, this could be the worst night of my life. Yeah. So as a boxer, not as a football player, right? not as a basketball player, but as a boxer, how many times are you questioning yourself in a boxing match? Uh, so in the fight, we want to you want to try to avoid that as much as possible, right? Leading up to the fight, every day is a question. I know for me, and well, I don't, without revealing too much, right? Every time I get in a fight, first thought is, damn, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get beat up, right? You know, and then that. In my head, that drives me to wake up 4.30 in the morning and run and, mm-hmm. and box an extra 10 rounds when everybody's gone and, you know, do those extra little things so that I don't I, – I know that I'm putting myself in the best position possible to succeed, you know. And and the little tricks that I play on myself with my mind is, is part of kind of my whole – my whole, I guess, aura, like you said, the swag, we could call it, um, for lack of a better word, but – I, I'm able to turn something on in my head that'll let me keep going, you know, and most people won't. What's the music that's in your iPod right now to train, right? Just tell me who you're listening the to. The crazy thing is, Mike, Mike, uh, Mr. Mike, you won't believe it. I listen to everything from from Louis Armstrong, uh, uh, pretending like I'm one of the old school fighters, you know what I mean, from that era, Henry Armstrong, uh, uh, Sugar Ray Sugar Robinson, Ray Robinson yeah. Archie Moore, you know, Ezra Charles, those guys to some DMX. My last walkout song was DMX. I shut the place down pretty good, you know, pretending I'm those guys from early 2000s, you know. Um, I listen to, I call them my happy jams. There's there's some happy jams we play because sometimes I don't want to hear all the murder kill, murder kill stuff. So anything that, that lifts my spirits, man, depending on the day, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. So And truthfully, sometimes we can train in silence. Sometimes I just like to hear the sound of the bag moving, mm. or the sound of the breath, or, or you know, see how long. Spoken I can... like you were going to yoga, the sound yeah, of the you breath. Know what I mean, but go ahead. So then that that yoga changed a lot for me, breathing wise. Between rounds, you get your breath back. It's like a whole new person in the next round. You know, I used to huh, 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 and and not be able to figure it out, but but that breathing's a big deal. So, um, but yeah, man, the music it just depends on the day. A lot of a lot of variety, really. Xavier Madrid's our guest. It's ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. It's Mike Adams 2.0. So moving forward, you could fight next month. You could fight in a couple months. But you're taking on all comers. This is what I'm hearing. Xavier Madrid is here. Yes, Give sir. him a call. Yes, sir. And it doesn't matter who it is, 
what's your what's your steady weight? Like, where are you comfortable with? Because at this level where you're at, you may get a call. Right. Which what's your best fit weight? Right now, one forty seven. So forty seven. But if you get a call at fifty four, you may take it. Probably. So. Right. If you get a uh, if you get that call at a at a catch weight, you may take it. But yes, forty seven is where you're comfortable. I think yeah, comfortable yes. But I think with a little bit more uh, discipline. I should say I I could make it down to 140 pounds. I mean, at, at five foot seven, 140 would probably be the the ideal place for me. Um, but I haven't you know done what's necessary to get down that low yet. So we'll see what happens. It just depends again now. So like I said before, this is prize fighting, right? So the, my days at five fights, I'm blessed. Where my days of fighting for nonsense are over with. So thank God for my uncle John because he he helped get in my head that. I'm worth more than what they're paying me for and that these promotions need me more than I need them, you know? So while I will take any dang fight that there is, I'm not just going to fight for nothing, you know? Yeah. And and I've had five fights, I'm sorry, five fights so far. Every five, every one I've been on the underside, the underdog side, taking less money, you know what I mean, getting the uglier hotel room, uh, whatever it is, no tickets to sell, you know what I'm saying, all that nonsense, and we we don't care. I just want to fight, you know. And But now if you want me, you better take care of me and, and so I can take care of my people, you know. Obviously we want to see you taking care of. Does it also lead now to a place where you're excited about where you're going? Because I know the names that have been offered to you. I know the promotions that have been calling you, and I know some of the locations that have been mentioned, and, and I'm already excited. So I'm figuring for you, you've got to kind of start to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Some There's got to be some excitement. Nah, man. I, yeah, I'm excited, Michael. But I try to just keep my head down and keep pushing, man, because as soon as I start believing that I'm this and that and the other, that's when somebody comes and knocks my head off, you know? So I try to stay humble and... Stay hungry, number one. But, man, I, I, I see this thing going to the moon, you know. That's, that's what I got into it for, to take it to as far as I can. I, I always say till the wheels fall off, you know what I mean? I'm going to do this as long as God gives me the time and keeps me healthy. And and that's what it is. So I'm always excited. Two songs just popped into my head. Let's hear it. Public Enemies, Don't Believe the Hype, Damn right. right? Yes, sir. And Kendrick's Be Humble. Yeah, you yeah, see where down. I'm going with this, sit Xavier? Down. I see it. Not that I know much, yeah. but the little bit I do know, yes, sir. I see where you're going with it. Man, I'm excited you came in the studio. Uh, now, who's cornering you? Uh, so right now, it's it's my old teammate. His name is Cody Chavez. Okay. So so he's he's a player coach. You know what I mean? He's still young. He's still competing. He I just started. It. He just started his little grappling career. He he had his first grappling contest. He won all his little matches by. I'm sorry, not little matches, big matches by submission. You know, pretty handily. And so he's a dude. He, he uh, they used to talk trash. He had the best record on our amateur boxing team. He was 21 and two. As an amateur boxer, and uh, he had some injuries, so he was out for a while. But now he's he's helping to coach and corner. But we're really, truthfully, Mike, we're a, a self-taught group. You know, we're all kind of coaching each other. So um, what I am in need of more than anything is is a boxing coach, a real boxing mind with with history in the game. With with I'm gonna give knowledge. you a name today. Okay. The Hall of Famer. Let's hear it. From here. Yes, sir. Sergio Chavez. Uh-huh. Best cut man I've ever seen. Yes, sir. And on top of that, one hell of a boxing mind. Yeah, Just I write that down. Yeah, Sergio Chavez. Shout yeah. out, Sergio Chavez, Mr. if Chavez, you listen. Let's do this, yeah. And, and actually, speaking of, I heard talking about the, the, the bare knuckle thing yesterday. I was watching some clips from it. Uh, they said some crazy stuff that uh, 
Austin Trout, Albuquerque's on. I said, well, not really. That's the Las Cruces guy. You know what I mean? Big shout out to him, you know, champ. I, I've I've tried to figure out how to get down there to work with you guys. If you hear this, champ, you know, let's figure something out because I need some help. With, with the right help, we can take this thing wherever. We're just with the champ. The Burks trained him down in Las Cruces, mm-hmm. living in Houston now. Beat Cotto in the garden. Yep. Fought Canelo, Israel Lande Lara, the Charlos. Yep. The guy has a resume. Everything, yeah. You know so what I mean? That, that's what that's what I'm missing in, in in my team. You know, we have the will, we have the heart, we have some skill, you know. But I know at, at five years into boxing, maybe six, I'm not sure, but you know, nobody's doing what I'm doing. Um and, and to be at this point without having a, a true boxing coach, you know, that's that's a big deal. So with with that piece added to this this whole community that we have, then I, I don't see no nothing stopping us. I appreciate your time today. Yes, I'm going to let you, you know, so no much. matter where you fight next, I'm going to be there. Damn right. And I'm going to tell you why. It's the journey. Yes, sir. Right? It's not the fact that, you know, all of a sudden you're a boxer and, and this is cool. Right. You know, you play D1. to be cool now. You, this... you play D1 football. Yes, sir. You're a competitor. Mm-hmm. You're a winner. Yeah. And Micah, mark this down because when we do the 100 episodes, this clip is going to be on there, Sal. I practiced on a basketball court. <laughs> Mike, I, I, you know how certain things stay with me. It's going to stay with you. Right? This, this is there. This is there. This is ingrained. This I'm going to bring this up. On, of a back. And let Let's me tell you, it. we've had the greatest guests in here. The yes, greatest sir. champions oh, yeah. in here. Uh-huh. The next fight you fight, I'm going to call John, and I'm going to say, hey, listen, man, I'm there. I just want, I I don't, appreciate that. I don't want anything else yeah. but to watch. Okay. Is that fair? Absolutely. We'll put on a show for you. Xavier Madrid was our guest. It's Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Bam. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. The show is Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. I'm Micah Frankel from CageMinds.com, and I'm here alongside BKFC President Dave Feldman ahead of today's press conference. Sir... What did you think of the reception the first time you were here in the state? Yeah, man, I'm I'm from Philly, and like that's that's a fight place, right? Philly is like they say, even the bums on the street in Philly can fight. This was a fight town, probably the best fight town I've ever been in. I can't wait to do this Knucklemania show here. Knucklemania three, ecstatic to have you guys here. It's something that. I think it's the second biggest audience I had ever seen at the Star Center for any form of combat sports. And then to see you guys up the ante with such a big card, it's awesome. I want to still go back, though, to the Star Center and the BKFC 28. What did you think of the debuts of John Dodson, Eric Dodson, all the fighters that came out and just blew the roof off the place? It was great. I mean, these guys came out. You know, John Dodson, he, he surprised me. I, I knew he could fight. I didn't know how explosive he was. And then he went over over in Japan and won another first-round knockout. So he's coming in here really off of two first-round knockouts. And, you know, this time he's fighting someone a little different, though, a very experienced BKFC fighter, not just a very, very experienced fighter. So, you know, if he if he gets rid of Jared Grant quickly, I mean, he's really the real deal. I mean, I already think he's the real deal, but then he's, like, really the real deal and definitely in line for a title shot. 
Johnny Bedford vacates the belt, and I wonder, is this automatically a number one contender's fight? Does this put the winner right there in line for the belt? Well, um, you know, he's fighting at 125, and if he wants to bump up to 135, absolutely. But, you know, he likes he's big for that 125 weight. Wait, you know he's he's a thick dude, and I think that um, I think that we're going to develop that championship down there at 125 and let him have the first crack at it. John said he'd like to do both. The other day I'm talking to him, he said I want 125, 135, not just in BKFC but in Ryzen. So some very lofty goals from the veteran. What excites you when you hear that from a fighter? How excited they are about the promotion and how these big goals for it? You know, it it's great. The thing I really like is that these fighters love to fight for this promotion. And look, people say it's brutal. It's this. It, it's a little brutal. I mean, anytime you have two men or women going in there and trying to hit someone else in the head, it's brutal. So, yeah, it's a little bit brutal. It's not barbaric. It's not anything different than anything else. We actually have less injuries than boxing or mixed martial arts. So to have these guys understand and talk so good about the promotion, it's a great thing because, of what you know, I pride myself on treating the fighters great. So when they come back and talk great about the promotion, then I'm doing my job at least. I'm treating the fighters great. I'm giving the fans what they want to see. And we're working on some huge, huge deals. I just came back from some great meetings yesterday. And I really think 2023 is going to be the breakout year for BKFC. And who knows where we are by the end of the year. Philly against Pittsburgh. So you get that kind of rivalry. You understand that. That is what you have kind of bring up those feelings here locally with Diego against Austin. That's Las Cruces versus New Mexico. That's Aggies versus Lobos. That's something huge here. First off, what do you think about that? The local nature of this rivalry and how the fight came together? I love it and I think in the next four weeks it's going to really just, you know, boil over. It's going to be amazing. You know, I think it's the biggest all New Mexico fight. You know, aside from Johnny Tapia fighting Danny Romero, I mean, I think it's the biggest all New Mexico fight that there ever was in history. And here we are. We're going to do this thing in a, in a little over four weeks here at the Tingley Coliseum in front of hopefully around 9,000 people. It's going to be amazing, man. I know Austin and Diego already believe it, but would you say that this is the biggest crossover fight that Bare Knuckle has ever had? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first one that we did was, you know, Artem Lobo versus Paulie Malignaggi, and that kind of put us on the mat with boxing fans. So that was huge for us at the time. But now this one's, this is big. This is it. I mean, this is really big. You got a legitimate current professional boxer who, you know, former two-time world champion against a guy, Diego Sanchez, that people are writing off. And let me tell you something, man, they're writing off the wrong guy. They are writing off the wrong guy. What kind of coup was that for you to get Austin Trout to pull somebody, like you said, that's active? He's telling me, I'm top, top six ranked. Don't forget that. He's still heavily active in the boxing world. And to bring him over to Bare Knuckle, what did that mean? It's great because, look, I, I feel like we already gained the interest of every top MMA guy or MMA management team in the world, really. And they're all contacting us to get their guys on. But we had a little trouble getting the boxers over because they didn't get it as much. Now, you know, with guys like Austin, guys like Paulie Malignaggi, Chop Chop Corley, guys like all these guys coming over that have been there with the best in the world, now, it, you know, it's a real statement for us that, that this is truly the real crossover sport. Now, as a Philly guy, are you a Flyers guy? Not really. I'm not a hockey guy that much, man. But, but it feels like you've had to play goalie a lot here defending the Diego versus Austin matchmaking. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, man, they all came out. They all said, you know, we're not going to do this. Listen, when I was making this match and I called Diego and I said, I know we're getting the medicals. Forget all that. Forget all the stuff we're supposed to do. I'm talking to you real. You good, man? 
I mean, are you good? He said, David, I'm going to grab Austin by the back of the neck, and I'm going to hit him with uppercuts until I knock him out in the first round. This fight doesn't go past the first round. I knock out Austin Trout. He doesn't understand. He thinks he's fighting a Diego Sanchez that hasn't been training, that hasn't been getting ready. He doesn't know what he's in store for. So, listen, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I know that he's coming out 100%. And why should he have to lay down? He just had lost a close decision to a an animal, man, Kevin Lee. So for these guys writing him off without even giving him a fair shake, I don't agree with it. I really don't. If a fighter is past his prime and he took too much damage, 100%. Actually, we had one today. I can't mention who it is, but the doc called me and said, David, he can't fight anymore ever. I said, don't just tell me again. Done. He's done. So this is a legend. This guy I'm talking about, a legend, he's done. This is a legend who passed all the things, all the tests. He come off in a, coming off a good win. Everybody's going off when he was physically and mentally abused by Josh Fabia. This is a different Diego Sanchez. This is Diego Sanchez. This is a legacy fight for him. This isn't just money. This is legacy. So I expect there to be fireworks. And I do it a disservice if we didn't mention the main event is why we're all coming out. Unifying the light heavyweight title. Lorenzo Hunt goes up to another weight class, collects a belt. You have to keep the division active. Mike Richmond's been a stud. How excited are you? And give some more details about this matchup. I mean, it's... It- it's, it's amazing because it's a BKFC bout built from the ground up. So these aren't former UFC guys and former boxing world champions that came in, a big name, and people are giving them hoobah. These are two guys that built through our organization and that all the BKFC fans want to see this fight, and we're giving it to them. That says a lot about the sport. says a lot about those two individuals, especially Mike Richmond. Is, he's given up a lot of weight. He's given up a lot of everything, and he wants this challenge. I take my hat off to him. It's going to be a great, phenomenal fight. Plus, we have two you know, two other fights that we're adding on here. We didn't know if we were going to be able to do this, but we're adding on Christine Faria, uh, the 125-pound champ. She's going to fight at 130. She's going to fight a, a former WBC Bantamweight world champion coming from Thailand. 2-0 in, in bare knuckle. I think she's 21-3 in professional boxing. She's going to be fighting her. And as you saw walk by earlier, we got it's going to be the BKFC debut of former NFL uh, standout and, and UFC fighter Greg Hardy. So we're topping off this card to be a phenomenal, phenomenal knuckle mania. It's a real question. Is the squared circle prepared to handle that kind of ferocity? That He looks 300 pounds solid muscle right now walking around. He does, he does. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... It's built for these guys, and look, someone's going because he's fighting another guy that's about 285. It's going to be, this is unbelievable. I can't wait to get here in four and a half weeks and see this Knuckle Mania card. It's probably going to be the best card we have ever had. I appreciate you taking the time before the press conference to talk to me. My man, awesome. Good seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are listening to Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio, Albuquerque, 1017, The Team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Incredible interview with Xavier Madrid on Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Shout out John Madrid. Thanks for making all that happen. Wish him the best of luck in his future. Now, Michael Frankel, I know we've been all over, man. You're going to be in Vegas here soon. I just got back from Atlanta. Prior to that, I was in Cincinnati. we kind of been traveling a little bit. But it's good to get back in studio with Fact or Fiction. Micah, give it to me. Fact or Fiction. You were shocked when I caused a melee yesterday at the Bare Knuckle press conference. I wasn't shocked, so fiction. <laughs> but I will this. I will say fact that Micah does his homework. 
I showed up for a little bit. Michael ratted off six questions in less than two minutes. And then before you know it, a stage is getting disrupted. I don't know if that, I don't know where it went, Micah, but I'm glad that that cooler heads prevailed. Cageminds.com. We got a whole ton of interviews up on the website. Did a ton of work there at the press conference. It's surprising the Ravens and the Dolphins got as close as they did to pulling upsets with backup quarterbacks. That's a fact. And and not only that, can Lamar Jackson stand Baltimore? What goes on in Miami where they get off to a tremendous start? They still make the playoffs. They almost upset uh, the Buffalo Bills, but it didn't happen. I thought with what happened to both those teams, with Tua getting a couple of concussions, with Lamar not playing, what, seven seven games? Six. Yeah, they Ugh. at least were at the dance. It, it, was, it was hard. It's hard as a Ravens fan. John Jones, surreal gone. It's official. March 4th, the vacant heavyweight title is on the line. UFC 285, this is a blockbuster. Fact. It's more than a blockbuster because John Jones will not only sell tickets, but will create hype. Um, it's unfortunate that it's not Francis Ngannou because I think as a fan, just as a fan, I wanted to see that fight. And Cyril is the real deal. So I think this is blockbuster fact. Waited as long as we possibly could to see the greatest light heavyweight of all time go up to heavyweight. I am stoked for this one. I will be there for you guys to cover it. Same night, we got Alexa Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko. We could see a new Mexican superstar born that night. It, we can, fact. And Grasso, we were talking about way back when, Micah. Way back when way we back. were talking about Grasso. She finally gets her shot. And yes, fact, if she does win, it, it'll be a new, uh, a new day. Next time we see Francis Ngannou, we'll be in a boxing ring. I'm going to say not sure, and I'm going to tell you why. Francis Ngannou is looking for a giant contract. Jake Paul just took over the PFL. When I say take over it, what is he? The consultant, the media consultant, the how to get 60 million views? I don't know. But He's now their social media manager, and he has equity in the company, and he's on the roster for their uh Super fight series. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ngannou goes there first, but if they can match him up with like a Tyson Fury or a Deontay Wilder, then that's where the money's at. Do you have any interest in Ngannou, Chris Chisora? None. Chisora called him out. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up to you with that weird look you gave to me. Uh, John Jones, we won't see him fight more than three times. That's a fact. And if he does, it's just because he wants to. He's going to go for the, he has the fight with Gon, Miocic, and this could be just out the door. He did sign a new eight-fight deal, but that's the savviness of the UFC extending how long they keep their control of that asset. Usman Edwards three is finalized for London. That's the perfect backdrop. Yeah, I think so. That's a fact. And uh, Three times, and they've entertained, Micah. So if you're a fight fan, you're happy, right? Um, and the backdrop of London... It'd be fun. We still got Xavier Madrid in studio. So this factor fiction is going to go to him as a former football player. You know the wear and tear. Lamar Jackson was right to not play the playoff game. Oof. That's a fact, I think. Did they did they win or lose? I'm sorry. They yeah, lost. We lost. Oh, we lost. well, shit. Then fiction. I, I think it's a fact. When you take as many hits as Lamar Jackson, when you are such a key portion of the offense, if he was really hobbling around all week, it's probably a good thing okay, we didn't lose right. him for see, the future. And I don't see I don't know too many details on that, Michael, but I'm I'm speaking now from my point of view. The from game the I'm in, the game I'm in is life and death. So 
It don't matter so what's you going to play. get your excuse my leg, get yourself in there and do what you got to do. But again, that's that's a one of a once in a generation type of athlete. You know what I mean? So I can't speak on that. Now, These guys are making millions. Now the question is this, Micah, right back at you. Do you play Jalen Hurts if he's not a hundred percent? Do you play Jalen Hurts There's against a, the Giants? There's a difference. If he feels like he can play, you should play. But if he feels like that shoulder is not ready to go and he's going to have to worry about it and not be able to run all game, if you're giving the Giants that much opportunity to make your offense one-dimensional, I don't think he's doing them a service by rolling out there. And I will say this. This is my opinion. Lamar Jackson out of Mahomes, Kyler Murray, you name it, right? Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. The guy. The guy. Yeah, he's that dude. NBA All-Star voting should be positionless. It should just be the best five guys in the East, the best five guys in the West. We shouldn't have to pick these positions. That's a fact, but they do it, Micah, so there's balance on the court, right? You don't want Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, right, and and, and Przingis all on the same starting five. you got to have some type of balance on that court. Now, if Giannis joins that five, he could play the point with those five. Yeah, but And Jokic could play the point. But it's wrong to not have Jason Tatum as a guard. He's a forward. You're telling me I can't have Tatum, Durant, Giannis, and Embiid on the court at one time? That seems like it fits. That seems like we're we're basically, you know, that was we're different categorizing oranges at that the point. The only big guys that can play the point are Giannis and Jokic. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, but Tatum could be a two guard. Is yeah, my point. absolutely. And that's why they should Fact. have him there. <laughs> Mackenzie McDonald defeating Rafael Nadal is one of the biggest upsets we'll ever see. Well, I don't want to say the biggest upset because I said Argentina losing in the World Cup was the biggest upset. Bigger than Buster Douglas. Bigger than bigger than anything, right? It just was. I mean, the only thing I can think of is when Hickory, from the Hoosiers movie, remember Hickory? When they won the whole title? So, Micah, no, it wasn't the biggest upset of all time in tennis. But, but what happens with Nadal now? My man Jokic. Or not Jokic, Jokovic, still running the tennis gamut. The rebooking of Paul Fury now for February 24th doesn't have the same allure after Jake Paul made the giant MMA announcement. Yeah, that's a fact. They're going to want to see him get in the MMA cage now. And Tyson, not Tyson Fury. This is his little cousin, right? Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Yeah, at the end of the day, how many chances does this guy get? He's tried to fight him six times, Micah. Well, now they're doing it in a country where he's allowed to be in, so we're going to be fine. Tommy Fury doesn't have to try to get into this country. Jake Paul tried to fight a guy six times that would have made $10 million and it didn't work. But go ahead. Well, he also tried to fight Rockman. That didn't happen. He fought Greg Hardy. Hey, we saw Greg joke. Hardy yesterday, too, at the BKFC press conference. He'll be on that card. Uh, Hanny Lomachenko, that looks to be finalized. That is a mega deal, and that is must-see. Yeah, must-see TV. Devin Haney, uh, Vasily Lomachenko. You talk about boxing purity, man. You watch Lomachenko. But I like Haney in the fight. And then our other super lightweight fight that's going to be happening... We got Garcia, we got Tank Davis, and that one looks to be official. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I like it, fact, that it got made. Um, I saw Tank, and I thought the Garcia that he just fought held his own. I really do for nine rounds, and he caught him. And Ryan Garcia, if he can cut the ring off and make Tank miss, it could be a long night for Tank. But the way Tank goes in his motor, this is, this is bigger than Haney Lomachenko. Well, actually, that was my question for Xavier. Put him on the spot as the boxer. Which one gets you more excited? But between those two, between those two fights, as a boxer to watch Haney and Lomachenko, because that'll be high level chess. 
you know, um, Tank versus Ryan. That's that's a big fight because of like the the social media internet value behind Ryan mostly and and Tank as well. But what I see from Tank and people get on him, you know that that all oh, such and such caught him and this and that. But it's when you're fighting guys not on your level, sometimes it's tough to to show your true colors. I guess I should say. And and uh, I seen a quote yesterday that said, uh, "Careful matchmaking can make the Geico lizard look like Godzilla." You know what I mean? So so we see these guys fighting guys that they shouldn't be in there with. Right. Jake Paul, for example, you're just talking about that. That hurts me to my soul because there's people who are out here bleeding, dying for this sport. And this clown is out there making 10 million to do their little clown act. Right. But let's get back to the topic. Tank versus Ryan Garcia. I'm 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 on the tank side of that one. Um, I think if that dude catches Ryan Garcia, he's going out. You know what I mean? And Ryan's a good boxer. He's fast as all heck, but I got to go with Tank in that one. And just 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 to give you an update, Jake Paul, I think, his last paycheck was over 50 million. Get out of here. I got to go home. I got to go. Go ahead, Micah. Yeah, and unfortunately, every time I mention him on a podcast, I get an extra 10,000 views. Yeah, we'll so, yeah, I'm thinking about hard, it, too. So right? I just kind of drop him so I can tag him in each description that we make. Tell him this- what's up. Tell him I want to fight his... <laughs> <laughs> Better no, stuff this weekend, cussing. though. 49ers, Cowboys. Dak Prescott makes the Cowboys the favorite in this matchup. Well, they're not the favorite, so that's fiction. And they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs. But what I will say is this, Mike. I called it day one. I said Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo has a tough game against Cincinnati, and the 49ers are on fire. I mean, you look at the power of that 49ers offense and defense. You have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Your, your quarterback's going to look pretty good. 22nd rank run defense from Dallas. Y'all better come ready to play. And Micah Parsons, just let him go. Let Micah Parsons go wherever he wants on the field if you want Dallas to win. In four games on grass, Micah Parsons has one sack. 11 of his sacks of his like 12 or 14 came on turf. This man slows down on grass. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to take the Dallas Bay. 49ers looking good. We also have Giants-Eagles. You asked me about it. Does the Jalen Hurts concern put the Giants as favorites for you? Well, I'm going with the Giants for two reasons. Number one, everybody's counted them out, but momentum. There's something about momentum. There's something about a confidence build, right? Because on paper, the Eagles should beat them, especially with Hurts there. Right. But you're talking about a Giants team, right, that has tremendous confidence right now. And when you go out there with really playing like you have nothing to lose, you play a lot looser. You're not tight. You're not worried. No, give me the ball, Saquon Barkley, right? right. Let me throw the ball, Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the Giants. Whichever one, Danny Dimes or Jalen Hurts, whoever has more rushing yards, that team wins. That'll be the recipe for success. Tom Brady is not going to retire this year. We will see him play next year. That's a fact. Now, everybody's asked me, well, where will he go, right? Well, we don't know what's going to happen in Tampa. They just got rid of Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. And don't forget, I always thought, this is just me, I thought the perfect fit for him would have been the Tennessee Titans. Can you imagine him and Derrick Henry and the weapons in Tennessee? Tennessee would have won 12 to 13 games this year with Tom Brady. So don't count out Tennessee. Everybody says you might go back to San Francisco, right? He may go back to New England. When I say go back to San Francisco, that's where he's from. May go back to New England where he won six titles. And don't count out the Raiders. The Raiders, they say, are looking for a quarterback. Is that true? 
if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, there's no way he's not the starting quarterback of the 49ers next year, right? That's correct. You got to take the Bills over the Bengals because of that Swiss cheese offensive line that the Bengals are rolling out. Yeah, and here's the thing. The Bengals, I don't know why I root for them now. I really don't. <laughs> like, I've never rooted. I, I knew two Bengal fans my entire life, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm rooting for Joe Burrow because he has swag, right? right? There's something about Joe Burrow when he steps on the, on the field that I like. So I think the Bills win, Micah. I do. But I would not be surprised if Joe Burrow wills this team to a victory. There's one game left of the weekend, and all I can say is the Jaguars had a nice season. This, this was a good first run to the playoffs for Trevor Lawrence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, so I'm going to say fiction on that. Trevor Lawrence, if he beats Kansas City, if, when I say they, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but if he leads that team to a victory, Trevor Lawrence will become the new household name, Market. He will be the mayor of Jacksonville. I must see the key to the city. I mean, that already, like, you are the greatest quarterback in franchise history if you take down Patrick Mahomes. Micah, you brought up the key to the city, and I have, a, I have to give a big shout-out to Magdalena, New Mexico. I have to. The mayor bestowed me a key to the city. I'm very honored. So if you're listening in Magdalena, we appreciate you. That that's awesome. Have have you figured out what it opens? Is it is the key chocolate? Like what's no, the little the, trick? <laughs> I, you know what, Micah? I've never been bestowed a key to the city, right? I've gotten a lot of cool things, man. But this one meant a lot to me. So shout out Magdalena. Shout out to the mayor. Continued success in the village of Magdalena. I'm guessing those city council meetings when you introduce each council, those were some epic introductions for Mike Adams to get the key to the city. <laughs> Excited. Go ahead, Micah. <laughs> That was Factor Fiction for this week, Mike. We've went through all the sports, everything going on in the sports world. I want to thank Xavier of Madrid for coming hey, in here. You. Sal behind the glass, my main man, Michael Frankel. You'll see him somewhere. If not, you're going to see him on a pay-per-view asking questions. Just make sure you protect yourself at all times. At all to Joe O'Neill, the president. For Preston, John, Michael, Alyssa, Ryan, my name's Mike Adams. Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.